Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Teachers are alive. They're not books. They are the very living essences of nature itself. What a strange person. Unbelievably powerful supercomputer that's running our reality, and we don't have a clue yep. as to how to operate it. So when maybe you or somebody else creates an AGI system, and you get to ask her one question. What's outside the simulation? Say in your mind, say to yourself, I am more than my physical body. Because I am more than physical matter, I can perceive that which is greater than the physical world. Lighting the Void on the Fringe FM. Fringe.fm is the network website. I am your guest host tonight. Your fill-in host, Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, which will be on after Lighting the Void. Joe Roop is still with us, though. Don't be afraid. Don't go anywhere. Joe Roop is with us on the line. 
Our guest this evening, Yoichi Utebi, producer of the movie Twice Born. We're going to be talking with him this evening. Don't forget about the Fringe FM application on the Google Play Store, Apple, and Alexa. That's hard for me to say, Joe, Alexa. I don't like supporting Alexa, Apple, or Google Play, but there they are, the Fringe FM app, Fringe FM app, and the FringeFest.com, TheFringeFest.com. You have to type in the T-H-E, the Fringe, F-R-I-N-G-E, Fest, F-E-S-T, dot com, and that will bring you to our Fringe Fest conference page, which will show you all the wonderful guests we have lined up for the 30th and the 31st of October in just a few weeks, our big digital conference speakers from Linda Godfrey and Karen Dahlman to Harold Kautz, all the way from Germany, Clyde Lewis, Jordan Maxwell, and many more. That's thefringefest.com. If you'd like to contact the show, contact at lightingthevoid.com. That's contact at lightingthevoid.com. Contact at lightingthevoid.com. And my email is rdgable at yahoo.com. Romeo Delta, G-A-B-L-E, Gable, like Clark Gable, rdgable at yahoo.com. Like I said, Joe Roop is with us, so don't be afraid. Don't go anywhere. Joe Roop is right here with us. Joe, how you doing, buddy? I don't know. I can't hear Joe. Yeah, I mean, Joe. Sorry, brother. I was on, I was on mute. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Yeah, that's sorry. All right. But, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Uh, you're in uh, New York. I'm in Arkansas. You're at the main studio. I've been uh, giving Ryan the, the run-through of all the new equipment all day. So, yeah, we're still here for you guys. It was a still crash course. A little crash course. I'm yeah. picking it up though. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hope, it was fun. I hope that it was it's fun. I got to say good. this real quick too. Ryan, Ryan Gable is a soldier because like I, I've thought for, you know, I've tried to train so many people doing with this stuff and I can't believe the efficiency of his mind, but he has to repeat a lot of things, but he, as soon as he learns it, you know, it's good. So I'm happy, man. I appreciate I'm happy that. about tonight's show and our guest. I'm glad that you uh, were comfortable with me hosting. This is kind of cool. I've never really guest hosted a show before. You know, I kind of feel like, remember that episode of Seinfeld with Kramer? He's like, so now I'm driving the bus. Kind of how I feel. So now I'm driving the show. That's right. All right. So Yoichi Utebi. Yoichi Utebi is our guest this evening. The movie is Twice Born. And I'm here in the big studio, but Joe is going to be essentially hosting alongside of me here. We have Yoichi Utebi. You want me to do that? Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, let me uh, bring, yeah, let me go ahead and bring, uh, bring him in here. Okay. Yeah, so let's go. Let's this go. is a pretty cool movie. You, you guys got to check it out. Now, Yoichi was born in Japan and uh, looks like 1968. And he grew up in Beirut, Lebanon and New York City. He was raised in a rare Japanese Christian family, and he was deeply touched by Muslim culture and the beauty of Lebanon during his formative years in Beirut. However, the Middle East also exposed Utebi to the horrors of war as he and his family dodged bullets and bombings Wow! before fleeing to London and back to Japan, leaving everything behind in a sudden evacuation. In the seventh grade, Utebi moved to New York for 10 years where he was exposed to friends from multiple cultures and ethnicities, uh, and 
His rock band produced a popular album and gained quite a following in the city before Utebi decided to forego his musical pursuits and return to Japan. And after 12 years of experience in marketing and senior management at various American IT companies in Japan, he joined Happy Science in 2010, where he quickly rose to director of international communications. Uh, Utebi is currently leading Happy Science's international media division and is the executive vice president of HS Productions and producer of this movie we're going to be talking about, Twice Born. And thanks for coming on the broadcast, uh, Yoichi. It's good to have you. Hi. Thank you so much, Joe and Ryan. Thank you for having me on your show tonight. You're welcome. It's nice to talk to you. Is it mm-hmm. Yokoso? To say you're Yokoso. welcome, Yokoso, yes, yes. Yokoso. And I'll probably say arigato. Thank you. Right? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. All right. That's right. We know a little Japanese, Joe. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So why? So after everything that you've been through, and I really mm-hmm. want to get into your your spiritual story, but why why are you doing this movie now? Like, what's the big? Why are you pulling the trigger on this movie right now? I mean, I I kind of know, but I want to hear it from you, like, because I feel like there's a lot of change going on out there. Yeah, I mean, it's there's nothing constant in this world. You know, everything is like there is a, the will. I think, you know, of a higher consciousness. And when this we were planning this movie, and we actually made this movie, like you know, of course, over a year ago, and the world was just fine. There's no COVID, and there's no pandemic. We weren't social distancing like how we are today. Uh, we never even thought about this crazy world today. You know, a year ago, of course not. But uh, as, you know, we're going through the COVID and um, this movie is actually going to be released in, in next week, October 16th, in Japan, in the U.S. and Canada, that's, that's I think there is a, the, the meaning for this movie to be out there like now. I mean, we realize it afterwards, but I don't think there's any coincidence. So this movie, you know, we can get into it a little further later on, but it's, it is a lot about the hope you know, for the world. And hopefully this will shine some light to the people's heart that, you know, everybody is going through a difficulty nowadays. So I think there's a big meaning for, for that aspect, I think. Yeah. And I was watching the movie mm-hmm. and, you know, there were some touching moments in that movie where you were, you know, you were going through work culture and, you know, your bosses are putting pressure on you and you got all this pressure. Mm-hmm but you had this calling yep. inside of you. That's right. It was saying, I yep. don't understand my spiritual existence. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Tell me about what so, that, that was the story about you, right? Oh no, no, it's not about me. It's about the, the, the executive producer. The yeah. Gotcha. Okay. It's not about my story. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's not my story. It's about the executive producer. No, that's fine. Who, that's fine. But I'm who just, actually wrote the story. I'm just saying that, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that touched me because yeah. I've been through that myself working in sales and, mm-hmm. and I had this like big calling to go to something else. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of yeah. people that listen to this show sure. that have that sure. happen. You know, they, sure. they yeah, don't so understand they why one thing is telling them on yeah. the inside and they're doing something mm-hmm. else. Yeah. I mean, I was in IT company, you know, business for a long, long time. And one day I decided to uh, quit everything and pursue my different different life. So it's, it's for me too, it's pretty much same, you know, it's not as, as heavy as how 
the executive producer, his name is Ryuho Okawa, you know, he went through, but uh, everybody has that kind of moments in their lives. And it's all about finding your true mission. And sometimes, you know, you're lucky if you know your mission when you are uh, in teenagers, you know, because you have a lot of time ahead of you studying and getting things ready for your life. But not many, most of us probably doesn't know, wouldn't find our true mission maybe until the later you know, days of the life or not even, you know, throughout the life, you know, we're always seeking for the true, true mission, why we're here and what's, what's the purpose of, for me being here. So we wanted to, you know, kind of give some kind of hint on how to find your own mission as well. So I think we all have to go through that sometimes in our life. I wanted to ask you something here too, and Ryan, you can chime in on this at any time because we've talked about this too. It's very hard to keep a positive and optimistic mindset when so many bad things are happening around you. Sometimes it seems yep. impossible. Yep. So you feel like your it life is. isn't going to have any fruits or you have no shot at happiness. So what's the point? You know, everybody, get, I think <laughs> yeah. that's when we start making that transition. Yes. I mean, there's always, uh, see, uh, we believe, I believe that, uh, um, Life is like a workbook and it's like a soul training ground for us. I believe in reincarnation, of course, you know, hundred percent, but uh, so there's a purpose for us to being born on earth and there's a reason for it. And it's, it's a soul training ground. So we're going to have like workbooks, the difficulties in our lives. Once maybe when I, I mean, 10, 10 years old, uh, 15, 35, I might hit one big one when I'm 50. Some people might hit it in 60s, you know, but we plan these things uh, for ourselves to be cultivated and to become better soul and more powerful soul. So if you look at it from that point of view, the, you know, life is, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult, but at the same time, it's a, it's a challenging thing and it's, it's fun to challenge these difficulties. So try to, I always try to think, from different perspective, you know, when things are difficult, that would tell me, okay, this right. is something that is a chance for me because if I can go overcome this thing that's happening to me right now, I'm going to be a much stronger and much, much better and much more, much more loving person than who I am now. So that kind of mindset. Right. Can, the character you know, test. Turn. Spiritual yeah, test. That's right. It's a test. You know, how can you... Of course, we can't keep positive 100%. If you can keep yourself positive-minded 100%, and then you are an enlightened person, but we are not. So that's a challenge of life. And it's just how you look at life and the, the perspective, I think, is most important. Because if you don't do that, you're going to be eaten up, you know, and by so many difficulties, especially now with, you know, COVID, the things are just so different and so difficult nowadays. But how do you mm -hmm. define positivity right. then? Because a lot of people nowadays, they say, be positive, use love and use mm -hmm. light. But a lot of those people yep. just ignore things that need to be addressed. Yeah, yeah. So, um, again, um, you, you have to believe in, I, I call it the Buddha nature, or God's nature within yourself. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, 
that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, that's, I think, the first thing is um, the internal happiness that, that you can attain. Uh, because without that, without having the happiness feeling and the happiness energy that you are you're connected to the higher source or Buddha of God, uh, whatever whoever you want to call this this energy, if you need you're not connected to it and if you don't feel that the positiveness and and power of, power of light and energy within yourself, it's going to be very, very difficult to, to find positivity in other people and, and try to help other people because, you know, uh, you're going to be on the same, same, same level, wavelength, same energy, energy level. So, so it's important that uh, hey, Yoichi, the ones who... Yoichi, one second. We're getting yeah, a little bit yeah. of feedback on the uh, the Skype line. Give it a all second right, to right. catch up here. Okay. Um, I might need to disconnect and reconnect you, Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go ahead and disconnect, Yoichi. We're getting a lot of feedback there. More so, I was sounded can like. Can you hear me? Okay. Distortion, yeah. And Joe, you're coming through fine. Let's just reconnect with Yoichi. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Like a David Wilcox but, show here. Hello, okay, Yoichi. How am I? You sound much better now. Yeah, All right. Good. Okay. All right. Go ahead. So you're talking about. So, hmm, so you're saying I? like. <laughs> Yeah, well, but so you're saying like, regardless of all the challenges in our life and all the things that mm -hmm. that we come into contact with, if we don't if we don't find an in happiness or a connection to that happy source inside of us mm -hmm. that connects us to mm -hmm. the higher love, then we're always going to be in this state of disappointment. We're always going to be in this state of let down. You know, like we're. Yep. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and it's difficult. Yeah. It's not easy to do it. You know, because there's so many negative energies that surround us, you know, especially in this three-dimensional right. world. But that's the you, challenging point. How I would guess. you define a negative energy? How do would I define it? Yes. Well, it's it's anger, it's the hatred, it's the you know, the ego, um something of, chaotic and disorderly. Yeah, something that is not uh peaceful or in harmony. Like that doesn't mean we don't need to progress. You know, progress is also a, it's a positive energy, right? Getting ourselves better, making ourselves better person. Um, you know, more wealth. Uh, all these things are positive, uh, but uh, the negative thing is something that's it's it's up to it's. I think there's one one way of deciding it's either negative or positive. Is are you thinking only about yourself or not? That's how I look at it. If I think about something and if I'm just only thinking about me, 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 then that's not a positive right. energy. So I try to change it, and even it though it's going to be for myself, but it also have to help or be the positive energy for others. I don't want to take something from her. If you think about yourself, you're taking the energy out of somebody else. 
you're taking the energy into yourself right. from somebody else. And we don't want to do that. You always wants to give it out. But that doesn't mean you don't have to be happy. You know what I mean? You can be happy and you, you can also make other people happy as well. So how would you it's address, really difficult. Yeah. How would you address a, a situation <laughs> where you know that other people are trying to take from you? And so if you're trying to act selflessly, how do you balance that out between acting selflessly and not mm -hmm. being used and acting selflessly and being, and being used and abused? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, it's a very good question, but I would like to say that even if you are being, being used or if you being you, if you are being taken advantage of, I then when you know it, you know it, right? You know what I mean? Like if you, yeah. if you yeah. think about other people, if you're thinking only about yourself, you will not be able to see that because you are a mirror of other people. So if you're thinking about yourself, if they think about their only for themselves, you won't be able to see through, oh my God, this guy is you know, taking advantage of me. But if you're thinking for other people, you're going to see these people's energy. Oh my God, they are the negative energy that's trying to think, take something away from me. Right. That I would know that. So what I would do is I would never harm those people because I'm just so against fighting and, you know, hatred and things like that. But what I would do is right. I would realize it and I would block that energy. So I would not let them take my energy out of me. That doesn't mean I would take the energy out of them. Right. So I'm, 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 yeah, it's kind of Is this, a, is this um, a Buddhist mindset? No, I, I'm not sure if it's Buddhist or not, but uh, that's how that's how I think. It's I don't think it has to do with any kind of a specific religion, because all the religions sure. come from one source, I believe. So it could be Buddhism, and I'm sure yeah. Christian people, you know, Christian like the golden rule, you know, the it's the the basic right, principle exactly. of Christianity. Do the things for others that they want to do, you know, or, or Love do your the things enemy. for others. Yeah, yeah, do the things that uh, they want, you know, them for do for you. You know, you know what I mean? You do the things that you they want. Uh, you would want them for me to do. You would want them to do for me. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying to get a little confused, but yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's so all so I mean, would you kind of say like, would you kind of say like a part of being a spiritual person and trying to mm -hmm. get to enlightenment is being yeah. a light in a dark world, knowing mm -hmm. that it's a dark world. That's right. And just shining that light regardless. Yeah. 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 That is more towards Buddhist concept. Maybe you can say Buddhist, right? Because you know, there's a Buddha nature within yourself and you have to find that light within yourself. And that's the only way you can torch yourself. But at the same time, you can torch other people's heart as well. Okay. So, let's, let's, let's look at that yeah. in a little more detail because I know sometimes I've talked to people that they claim that they're kind of Buddhist and Obviously, like mm -hmm. any kind of religion, there's different interpretations of what sure, the, sure. the meaning is, right? So yeah, if you think about uh, being positive as opposed to being mm -hmm. negative, and you think mm -hmm. about not letting people you use you and blocking that negative mm -hmm. energy when you're yeah. aware of it, how mm -hmm. do you uh, decide, or maybe not decide, how do you determine what? Uh, what exactly that energy is when you're dealing with something that seems to be dark and seems to be negative. And I've had people mm -hmm. in this regard say to me, well, if somebody attacks me in whatever mm -hmm. way, 
Um, I just yep. let them do it because that's just, that's the Buddhist teaching. To me, oh, that's not cool. the Buddhist mm -hmm. teaching. So could mm -hmm. you speak on that? That's what a lot of people think that yeah. I've talked to. Yeah. Oh, I would say no. Buddhist, uh, or even in Christianity or in, in, you know, any kind of religion or, or the, the, or the great people, you know, great mind people, uh, great minds of the world, they were strong. They would not. Yeah. Take you know, taken in by by negatives or evil or, or devils or whatever you want to call these things, and I'll just put it that way: negative energy. Right, but yeah. they would not never take it in. They'll fight for it. You know, they fight for the truth. They fight for the love and for the people, and they fight for themselves. So they were also warriors as well. You know, so I believe all the great you know leaders were warriors to fight for the for the truth and love. Yeah. Did you did you know mm -hmm. that jujitsu? Which is something I've studied is jujitsu mm -hmm. was created not by the Brazilians, but by mm. Buddhist monks. Mm. And it was it's mm. jujitsu means gentle Jiu arts. In other words, they yep. could they could learn how to use the body and put people in mm -hmm. submissions without really hurting them, but defending right. themselves too. Sure, sure. Okay. Well Aikido, you know Aikido, right? Aikido is a very famous yeah. uh you know, they use the energy. They use the energy of the the positive yeah. negative energy yep. that attacks you, they'll take it in, but they'll shift it. So they they it's it's repelled back to they them. They return it. They fall down, right? They fall down. But the person who uses Aikido mm -hmm. is not harmed. They just don't use any energy actually. They just kind of flip it, flip their energy. And I don't know how to do it, so, but I would love to learn it. But uh, well, that's like <laughs> it's using the momentum so of your enemy, you know, to turning that back around. Well, obviously, them. you want people. Right, but obviously you want – nobody wants to sit there and get beat on physically, right? Oh, right. So they've – the Buddha the, – yeah, the Buddhists made up ways to, to defend themselves uh, mm -hmm. gently in a lot of ways with yep. energy and yes. used energy too. But here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe Ryan is asking when people – not that – that's an obvious answer, right? But what sure. about when people attack you verbally or they attack your ideas or your whole stance mm -hmm. or who you are? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, those things happens a lot. You know, I, I mean, yeah. And when you're talking you laugh about, at them. Uh, oh no, I'll never laugh at them because uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I understand where they're coming from. I try to understand where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. This because right. every each one of us have yeah, each one of us have our their, our own stance. Right. I mean, just like what's happening in, 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 in this uh, election thing or between China and, and, you know, Japan and, you know, all these, you know, conflicts in North Korea. I mean, if you really think about it, they think they're right. Each one of us think we are right. And that's how we stand. And mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with it because it's a free, free world. It's a free thinking world. And that's the beauty of this world. So I would never deny it or I'll never, uh, you know, you know, look, uh, mock it. I might look down, I, I might, I might mock it if it's, it's so stupid, but, uh, I'll try to, to understand where this, this person is thinking is coming from. Then, then this way, or why they're not, thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. By thinking that way, I would not be affected by this. If you don't think that way, you're going to be affected. You know, you're going to get this. If something, they, they come to you very strongly, you know, like a, like a sword, they can cut your soul, you know, they can cut your mind and it's going to hurt you, of course. But, you know, instead of them cutting you in, I will block it. But at the same time, try to understand, like, why, why is he doing to me? Why is he thinking that way? 
So this way, um, maybe I might be able to uh, help this person, or in, in the worst case, I, I can run away from him, of them. There's a different ways of solution yeah. you know, to, to overcome the, the specific uh, situation. I've noticed that yeah. you have to be careful when you have an open mind and you try to be objective, mm -hmm. that you don't yeah. let people utilize mm -hmm. your, not indifference, but your realizing that there's another way to look at things and you can right. give them a little bit of credit for what they're saying that you don't yes, let yes. them use that against you when yep. you're just trying yep. to have an understanding. Mm -hmm. You're just mm -hmm. trying to have a, mm -hmm. a conversation. Yeah. Yoichi yes. Itebi is our guest this evening here on Lighting the Void. I'm Ryan Gable, your guest fill-in host, but your host Joe Roop is also with us. Lighting the Void on That's the right. Fringe FM. Contact at lightingthevoid.com, contact at lightingthevoid.com. rdgable at yahoo.com is my email if you want to reach me. I am the host of The Secret Teachings, coming on right after Lighting the Void, right here on The Fringe FM, thefringe.fm. Don't go anywhere. More after this. LK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is the Rogie Report News on The Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. NASA's new telescope will help astronomers discover free-floating worlds. According to an article in the Smithsonian Magazine, a revolutionary new telescope launching in 2025 may be able to unlock the secrets of the darkness of space. NASA's Goddard YouTube channel explains about the Nancy Grace Roman Telescope. The Roman Space Telescope will take the lead in exploring dark energy and dark matter. We only know they exist by their effects on observable matter, yet these two mysterious components make up 95% of the universe. The Roman Space Telescope's powerful 2.4-meter mirror and enormous field of view will also help us in the search for planets beyond our solar system, or exoplanets. It will watch for gravitational microlensing events caused when a planet and its host star pass in front of a background star. Such events are rare, so catching them requires watching large swaths of the sky. The Roman telescope will help shed light on what ultimately happens to planets after their stars finally die. Space Force says it may one day... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered chumpacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Deploy military troops into orbit. At a recent AF Works conference, Major General John E. Shaw the head of Space Force's Space Operation Command, he said, at some point, yes, we will be putting humans into space. They may be operating command centers somewhere in the lunar environment or someplace else. In February, Space Force Vice Commander Lieutenant General David D. Thompson said, the opportunity to be an astronaut inside the Space Force today is almost zero. KYMU-TV reports that a Utah man allegedly stole a truck and then returned it because he felt bad. According to court paperwork, Bryce Dixon is accused of theft of a vehicle and three attempts to escape from official custody. The suspect was taken to the hospital for injuries sustained when the truck owner allegedly punched him in the face. Once in the hospital, police say Dixon tried to slip past officers on three occasions. Dixon apologized to the police and told them the aliens needed him to get to the Coliseum. This is the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogan. Calling all witches, warlocks, goblins, and ghouls. Join us for a two-day Halloween extravaganza featuring the biggest names in the paranormal universe. Friday, October the 30th and Saturday, October the 31st. Get your tickets before they sell out at thefringefest.com. That is thefringefest.com. Trick or truth, the choice is yours. <laughs> Gable, your guest host tonight on Lighting the Void, right here on The Fringe FM. TheFringe.FM is the network website. Check it out today, TheFringe.FM and TheFringeFest.com. Our big event coming up October 30th, October 31st. Check that out. Don't forget about the new application available on Google Play, Apple, and Alexa, The Fringe FM app. If you'd like to contact the show, contact at LightingTheVoid.com. Contact at LightingTheVoid.com. My email for the secret teachings, rdgable at yahoo.com. rdgable at yahoo.com. The secret teachings coming up after Lighting the Void. Right now, we have Yoichi Utebi, the website twicebornmovie.com. That is the name of the movie, Twice Born. And don't be afraid. Joe Roop didn't go anywhere. He's right here with us. 
still on the line with Yoichi. Joe, you wanted to talk to Yoichi about some other stuff. You had looked at some of the details of his work and his life. Why don't you go ahead and start us out in this segment? Yeah, Yoichi, first I would like to ask, like, why why did you name the movie Twice Born? And I ask that, I find that interesting because I'm a hermeticist and we we live up by a motto of thrice born. And I'm just curious why you named the movie Twice Born. Well, this this is about this uh, executive producer's Riho Okawa's, uh, it's a reborn experience, right? Because he was living through a very, very successful, highly business, successful businessman, top elite, to become the one of the future top management of the one of the largest training company in Japan. But because of his calling, he decided to abandon everything he had, you know, his family, his loved one, his his work, and decided to to take this calling that was to spread the truth and bring happiness to all humankind. So, you know, everybody, like including I, I just you just told me that you had twice born as well, right? And I had my twice born. I think right. everybody experiences twice born, a rebirth, you know, sometimes in the your life. So this is what exactly happened to him. So it's twice born. We all need twice born, I think. Cool, very cool. So yeah. you yourself, though. Born again. Yeah. Born again, Right, yeah. being born again, which is something that... Born again. Yeah, you see in a lot of uh, traditions of spirituality, it's a running mm-hmm. theme in every spiritual initiatic yeah. thing you can think of. Now don't, That's right. Don't they refer to... It that way. It seems... What's that joke? Well, it just, I'm just saying, it, it, it just seems that... There's always a moment where the physical world conflicts with our internal spirit and mm-hmm. we, that we have some type of uh, calling. And usually it's not very pleasant. Sometimes it's conflicting. Um, yep. And it, what it is is it's just something that's trying to tell us who we really are on the inside. Some people have depression. Some people get confused. They get anxiety. They get suicidal even sometimes. Um, yep. And all yep. it is is some is the spirit trying to come out. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. I've heard this referred to, to, talk to you. as the physical birth, and then of course the physical death. That the physical birth they consider this to be the lesser birth, and the physical death is called the greater birth. So there's another form mm-hmm. of rebirth. Have you guys ever heard of that? Well, yeah, I would, I would, yeah, say as it's a reincarnation. I would, I would look at it as a reincarnation, but. Everybody else might have a different opinions. So. Interestingly enough. Yeah. No, just, uh, I, I totally agree with that. Totally. Uh, uh, yeah, because I'm not yeah. the same person that I used to be. Like, I, I think about that, Yoichi. Uh, are you the same mm-hmm. person that you were, you know, 10, 15 years ago? Or do you feel like a different person no, a little bit? totally different person. So, you're right. See, so I, I've thought about that so many times, like, did something else step in into my life? Was it the higher me? Was it a mm-hmm. higher vibration? Mm-hmm. Because I just took a different road. I took a different path. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. you know something yep. that something yep. about these these like esoteric occult concepts are preserved in stories and myths and fairy tales. This idea of birth and rebirth and life and death and that cycle uh, it's preserved in movies and stories like Sleeping Beauty. When she finally wakes up in the physical mm. world, she dies in the spirit. And in the spirit mm-hmm. world, right. that's when she's interacting with all the fairies and stuff. So that's like in yeah. kids' movies and kids' stories, and it's preserved to speak to the subconscious. Yeah. It has a powerful yeah. meaning. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. Yeah, you, you actually, um, I mm-hmm. would like to ask too, since I do get these questions from my listeners a lot. How do we know? Mm-hmm. How? What are do you? What are the signs that tell us? That tell us what our purpose is. How do we know to? What can we look for mm-hmm. to listen to? It? Yeah, sure. So I think there are different steps. I think. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Sure. Sure. Man, I really want to hear the answer to that one too. So. <laughs> yeah, because that. It, well, be the cabal. well, regardless, we it is a, it's a question that I get a lot. All right. Well, sorry about that. We had a little technical issue there with Yoichi. It's just through the Skype. It's not anything else. So let's try him again. It's okay. Here we go. Yoichi. Hello. How am I doing? Okay. Hey there. You sound good. You're now. doing great. So All right. That, yeah. yeah that question right? is a big question I get. Sure. Yeah. So. How I we would look at I would look at it is you know when when you are born on this on this earth, uh, just think as um, your mission. You created your plan before you were born. Okay, so that means your mission is already residing in yourself in your life already. So if you look at your life, you know, let's say you're thirty or twenty. I mean, if you attend, it might be a little difficult, but 40, 50, if you look at your life from here on, here till the, the day you birth, you're born, or the environment that you chose is telling you what your mission is. That's how I would look at it. And you already planned mm. your mission. Okay. So before you were born, okay, so all you have to do is, is to look into yourself and find it. So mission does not reside outside of yourself, but actually I think... I believe it's inside of you already. So um, if you look at the life you choose, the, the parents, the friends you have, the working environment, the people around you, you know, those are the things that you chose on your own. So you cannot put that responsibility to the world. You know, you cannot say, oh, I cannot do this. I cannot do that because they are like that or because my environment is like this. You have to put those things aside first and think that it's inside of you, it resides inside of you. And once you, okay. you believe in that, you have to like look into yourself and listen to the passion that you have in yourself. It might be something totally so different when- than what you're doing now. Sorry, go ahead. So when someone is born into, like, say, an abusive environment or a neglective environment, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I've had this question asked to, to me, they say, sure. well, how could I have chosen this for myself? Yep. I would have yep. never yep. chosen, I would have never put right. myself in this position. Right. Why? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have to say you did. You chose it. I mean, that's the only way you can, uh, you can um, overcome it. You know, because in order for you, it's a workup of your own life. You chose that workbook. As long as you put that into somebody else's responsibility, you're never going to overcome it. So, you know, there's two kinds of people. If they were born in a very, you know, uh, miserable environment, one would just say, oh, that's because of my parents and because of that, and they will never grow out of it. But some people are different. Especially if you look at the, all the great figures in this world, most of them were not, you know, raised and born in a good environment. They were in 
you know, born in very miserable environment and they had to overcome it and right. go over it. Exactly. You know, so because those it's, things it's, taught them how to love. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's so difficult and I wish I could just hug them and say, I know I understand you. You know, it's it's not your fault, it's everybody else's fault. But you know, at the same time, you have to say, but you chose this. So you have to face it and you have to think about how you can overcome it. There's a way for you to overcome it. That's the kind of mindset. It's a mindset for self-help, I guess. Do you consider you mm -hmm. consider this religious, philosophical, both? It's it's I would I don't think it's religious. I, I, I mean, because uh, it's religious it's and mindset. also philosophical. Right. Yeah, it's a mindset, philosophical. So, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, of course, it's important. You you believe in higher energy and you have faith in something that is bigger than you. That's the only way humans being uh, can become be avoid as being arrogant. You know, that's the only way we can keep ourselves being humble. Is that there's something bigger than us? So that's kind of mindset is very important. It's a, you call it the faith, right? There is but there is that yeah. overtone in a lot of religions, mm -hmm. though, like Christianity, yeah. even Buddhism, even Christ mm -hmm. said, you know, when he said, when the man helped him with the cross, he said, I'll help mm -hmm. you bury, I'll help you with this cross, but mm -hmm. it's not my burden to bear. And Christ told right. him, he said, we all have our cross to bear. It's and that right. cross is what grows your soul. Mm -hmm. It's a mm -hmm. boundary to yeah. the ego. It's a boundary to disorder. Yeah. And, and that's why that's I think... Right. People talk about yeah. God. They say, well, if we remove God from schools or remove God from uh, mm -hmm. universities, or, people think about it like religiously, but God represents order and structure and the lack mm -hmm. of uh, chaotic disorder. So yep. God isn't yep. so much religion as it is like yep. morality yep. and balance. Yeah. I mean, what is religion? That's a deep question, but religion is something that the humans, you know, somebody made, right? Like Muhammad made religion, Buddha made Christian made, uh, Christ made, but when they came down to earth, yep. they came down with a mission. They didn't come down because they we want they wanted to create a certain religious group. You know what I mean? They they came yes. down to yes. because they wanted to help other people and tell the gospel of what they knew about the, from the higher spirits and higher energy. But of course, the people after the Christ and Buddha and Muhammad, they will have to put something together in order to maintain his teachings. So that kind of becomes religion. Right, and that's the reason why we have a we have a conflict because uh, they were just born in different ages, different time, different culture. Of course, the teaching is going to be different. You know what I mean? It's going to be different because uh, it's just a different environment. But they made something that was perfect for that environment. Right. And it's interesting so, because a lot yeah. of those religions have different teachings, but different symbols, mm -hmm. but the same meaning when you really break it yeah, down. That's right. It's the same. They're talking about the, all the same thing. So you, right. you studied Islam, correct? A little bit. I actually haven't studied it. Um, I was, I was, uh, I, I lived there. So, um, I didn't study the You Kofano. grew up Christian, but you lived in a Muslim environment, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you take from that environment compared so, to what Western media yeah. portrays? What did you take from that environment? Mm, that's a very good question. That's, you know, actually, that's a very, I never really thought about it, if you really think about it. That's a good question. Um, what did I, what did I really learn from Muslim culture? Mm, yeah, it's, I think they, they believe in um, the higher spirits because Muhammad was, was a uh, he was like a almost like a channeler, right? Mm -hmm. So everything uh, that he wrote and talked about was 
was a voice from the spirits, and that's how the Quran was made. So um, they believe in um, a very, very direct spirituality. It's like actually spirits. And actually, they're open-minded people. You might not think, you know, uh, Muslim, no, 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 but uh, they're very open-minded, and they accept Christianity. They accept Christianity and they accept uh, um, Jewish as well, right? Yeah. Because they're saying they their religion is created based on Christianity and right. based on it's the an, Jewish. It's an extension right? of. Yeah, extension of. So uh, I look at it, you know, Muslim as as that kind of religion. So yeah, um, I actually of course. Mm, I, I was going to say I. I have a friend named Asrar. She lives in mm -hmm. Jeddah on the Red Sea in Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. And when she was here in the States, she told me a lot about her view on Islam. And it was mm -hmm. obviously much different than what Western media portrays. And yes, it's so different. Completely different. And that's when yep. I started to learn um, what you said. It's very, mm -hmm. very accepting, like stunningly accepting yes. of that's other right. religions. That's right. It's very, I mean, I mean, United States is so against Iran and I understand the reason why I understand it. But if you just put aside all the politics that's happening, you know, all the, the, the politicians, if you just think about the people living there, they are the nicest, calmest, the most uh, open-minded people. People might not say, believe, you know what I'm saying, but they are, you know, they're not just, you know, putting the bombs around and just jumping in. They, they, they don't do that. Usually they would never do that. They, they're doing because they have nothing. Right. There's no, in this, there's no solution to it. You know same, what I mean? But in the same way that I'm sure that their state media, their state propaganda portrays all Americans yeah. as being yeah. exactly the same. That's, that's right. That's right. So it's a lot of it. Think it's propaganda. But if you really come down to a human level, you know, people living, I mean, you know, they're the nicest people. One of the nice, everybody's nice, but they are very open-minded. So yeah. I, I that's was, what I learned about the, the culture, I think. I thought it was funny that one I, time yeah. someone someone told me that they said, I don't read the Quran because that's the book of infidels. And I said, mm. okay, but then how do you know what Muslims believe? They said, well, we just know that they're evil. And I said, well, if you read it, they actually yep. mention Jesus and Mary and right. pretty much just that's an extension right. of Christianity. Mm -hmm. Yes. Isn't, Bill, this, isn't this kind of your point, mm -hmm. though, when, when you see someone that you look that they don't understand something that you understand. And, you know, if they say, well, they're just evil or whatever, you can mm -hmm. block that or take that energy and say, right. mm -hmm. well, you maybe have gotten a message of evil from the television or from the mm -hmm. media or from some type of campaign. But have mm -hmm. you ever spent time, actually spent time with a Muslim person? Have you right. ever sat down right. and talked to them? Yep. Have you ever experienced it yourself? And then if they still deflect you or still come at you, you know, mm -hmm. you've given your message, then you can walk That's away. Right. That's why you, you have to walk. I mean, you know, you, you, you just have to walk, but it's important that you accept what they say and at least, you know, tell them not strongly, nicely, what you think about it. And if you start argument and if it gets sometimes can discussion get even deeper and that's a good thing. You know, something, sometimes the uh, argument will never, will never cross, you know, we'll never cross, but debate in discussion, I think is, is great. And that's the, I think that's one yeah. of the beauty of America. If you look at it from compared to Japan, 
you guys speak out. <laughs> what happens so, in Japan, Yoshi? We try to not to speak our mind. Try not to. Why would that be? Is that, that a government restriction? Culture? So yeah, so this way uh we we try to keep the harmony within a certain certain level of so I like don't know, but status uh, quo, the status quo. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Try to keep it not too conflicting. How so, open is how open is Japanese society and culture in comparison with the United States? Uh I think we are open internally. We are more looking internally because we are uh it's a homo homo homogeneous culture. Do you, is that what you say? Yeah. We don't have a mixed culture, you know. And I don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing, but uh so Jap when you go to Japan, you don't see much foreigners. There's a lot of Japanese people, so there's one way of thinking. Mm. I find that in that in that way we are in peaceful harmony. Right. And I find that really interesting. Yeah. Like why nobody says, Hey, Japanese people are racist, but every American is called racist if we decide we want to have like a border. Yeah. I find that interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like the rest of the mm -hmm. world has borders and are homogeneous for the most part, but they, mm -hmm. I don't know. That's just an interesting little observation. Yeah. I think a lot of it is, I think a lot of it is the media focus too. You know, mm -hmm. I can go out and talk to a million people, but the camera is going to go to the conflict every time. Because that way gets the ratings, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like... Yeah, so the, the majority of people, honestly, on this earth mm -hmm. are loving people that want a loving, happy life. Right, no matter they're Muslim, to focus Christian, Jew, to the conflict. Yep. Yeah, yeah they're taught to focus on conflict because power thrives off of conflict. Right, and that's mm -hmm. that's what gets ratings from media, for entertainment, but it's also what gets ratings with our emotions. Because, like... If you go onto uh, one of those websites for a restaurant or a grocery store or something like a Yelp or whatever it might be, you mm -hmm. always read the comments. And if you see one negative comment, that kind of like mm -hmm. overshadows the thousand positive comments, <laughs> right? It's true. And that's how it's we perceive true, yeah. reality. Yep. If yeah. we do, but Yoichi's talking yeah, so about you're, shifting you're, that. You're, yeah, Yoichi, you're like... You're actually, I can tell your energy, man, like you are a peaceful you know, a person that's trying to live in harmony with all this uh -huh. stuff going on, like you're doing your thing, man. And maybe, yeah, maybe you can give us some advice on how to be that way, especially with everything going on right now. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> what would be the first step? The first step. Yeah. Out of, step yeah. Because yeah. a lot of us, we're angry. Take a deep breath. Yeah. That's a good thing. <laughs> I mean, I meditate every day. You know, so uh, I spend a lot of, I I spend a lot of time uh, looking into myself, and I do a lot of self reflection mm -hmm. because uh, not many mm -hmm. people reflect upon themselves. They always think about other people. They did this, he said that to me, and she said that to me. But you know, you never really think mm -hmm. about what you said to them. Not me, not people. You know, if you the listeners, if you really think about yourself, have you ever thought about what you you said to other people? You know what I mean? Not many people do that or what you thought about other people. So I think it's it's very important. You check what your thoughts and what you said. It's a Buddhist teaching, but what you said and how you acted every day, every single day, what you, you know, and kind of reflect upon it and just look at yourself and from perspective of how am I doing, you know, compared to from looking from the perspective of a higher energy. I, I call them Buddha or God. 
And what would, would they say, okay, you did a good job today or, you know, did, you did not good, do a good job? If you don't think you did a good job, you know, looking from higher up, then you have to find out what was it that you didn't do right and what is it you could have done better. And by keep doing that, um, your mind becomes very peaceful and you can attain this, this moment of very serenity inside of you. And I love that moment. I, I enjoy that peaceful moment so much. I read that doesn't mean I just sit down at home and don't go anywhere. And if you want to, you don't want to do that because you were living in the modern age today, you need to go out there. But at the same time, I think it's very important. You spend time looking into yourself internally as much as you go outside. So yeah, and you that know, doesn't mean, that doesn't mean don't go out drinking and have fun. I'm not saying that I love to drink too. So have fun with it, your life. But at the same time, it's a balance. We, in, in Buddhism, we call this a middle way. There's always a middle way in your life. Right. And that's why Jesus was yeah. crucified between two pillars, the two pillars of opposition, mm -hmm. the way, the truth, and the life, the middle path. Yeah. Middle path, right. The middle path of the Buddha, right? Mm -hmm. Middle way, yes, in the middle Buddhism, way. yes. The middle way of the Buddha. Yeah. So let me ask you real Drink, quick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Let me ask you real quick. When you say meditation, mm -hmm. how do you define meditation and how... Do you personally meditate? Uh, so I would, uh, you know, put a very relaxing music, of course, and breathing is the is the easiest but most effective meditation, believe it or not. So uh, you need to do the be, you know, concentrate in your breathing, and after doing for like five ten minutes, your mind is going to start to come down. And there's two ways you can do. You know, one I usually do self reflection. So when people say meditate. This, you know, like in Zen meditation, like don't think about anything, like like emptiness. And that's also good too. But I, I usually, when I meet, I meditate, I do think a lot. Like, so I, I use my, my, my mind to think about different things. And, and after that, um, uh, I just, uh, do the great gratitude, mm -hmm. gratitude meditation. And when you reach the stage where you are really feeling the gratitude, to others or to, to the God, the universe, you will feel something that's very light, a very warm energy around your chest and around your stomach. You, you, you feel that that's the power of love, you know? So I'll do it until I feel this energy. And when I feel this energy, like I feel so calm. So that's when I know like I'm doing a successful meditation. When I feel that the peacefulness within yourself and that and that breathing that's yeah. uh breathing mm -hmm. in and out how do you do it with nostrils and mouth there's a specific way that's better um it's either way i think uh usually a lot of uh times uh, in the buddhism you you say breathe in from your mouth because you can good take a lot of air in then in very short time and you let the uh, air out from your nose slowly but personally, I like to inhale from my nose. So I usually inhale from my nose and I just let it go from my mouth. So either way is fine, but you just have to have it opposite. In nose to mouth or mouth to nose. Nose to mouth, all and right. remember to always to breathe in to bottom of your, not to chest, but the bottom of your stomach. Bottom of your stomach. All right. Yeah. Meditation and breathing. Yeah. Yoichi Utebi, our guest tonight on Lighting the Void right here on the Fringe FM. Yoichi, quickly, what is the website? 
Okay, so yeah, we haven't talked about much of movies. So it's twicepornmovie.com, twicepornmovie.com. This will be released in U.S. from October 16th since selected markets. And VOD and DVD be released 2021, January. All right, Joe, do you have any other thing before a break yeah. to mention? No, just thank you. You know, like, thank you for coming on the broadcast. And I watched mm, the movie. I think so it's much. fantastic. It's very inspiring. Thank you so much. Yep, I hope everybody will watch it. Yep, twicebornmovie.com. That's twice, T-W-I-C-E, bornmovie.com. Yoichi, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Arigato, right? Yes, arigato gozaimashita. All right, you have a good night. You too. All right, bye-bye. There goes Yoichi. Joe Roop is with us still. I'm filling in for Joe tonight in the studio, Lighting the Void, the Fringe FM, the Fringe.fm. Contact at lightingthevoid.com. My email for the secret teachings coming up after Lighting the Void, R-D-G-A-B-L-E at yahoo.com. More Lighting the Void after this. Don't go anywhere. Right here on the Fringe. This is the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. SpaceX is the company that sends rockets to space with satellites for Starlink. SpaceX also has the Dragon rocket, which sends astronauts into space. SpaceX is also working with the Pentagon to jointly develop a rocket that can not only launch into space, but also deliver up to 80 tons of cargo and weaponry in only one hour. Tests are expected to begin as early as next year, according to the Business Insider. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And it looks like the aerospace firm is ramping up its military contracts. I felt like I mentioned Elon's goal was to push government contracting for SpaceX, but maybe I didn't. But here we are. Are UFOs preventing the launch of nuclear warheads? Former U.S. Senator Harry Reid claims in a new documentary called Phenomenon that UFOs interfered with U.S. nuclear weapons. 
even perhaps preventing launches altogether. Though this information is not new, there have been books such as UFOs and Nukes, written by Robert Hastings, which profiles UFO incursions at U.S. nuclear weapons facilities. So everything old is new again. Now, I always talk about technology, but I rarely talk about technology and animals. And I don't even know what to say about this one. The military has developed AR goggles for combat dogs. If you don't know what AR is, that's augmented reality. According to BBC, the technology was created by a firm called Command Sight. In current combat deployments, soldiers usually direct their animals with hand signals or laser pointers both which require the handler to be close by. While wearing the goggles, the dogs can see a visual indicator directing them to a specific spot. The handler can see what the dog sees through a remote video feed. This keeps the handlers out of harm's way, sending an innocent creature out into harm's way. Dr. Stephen Lee, a senior scientist at the Army Research Laboratory, explains, The military working dog community is very excited about the potential of this technology. I think he means the handlers. The Osbournes are at it again. Ozzy, Jack, and Sharon have a new show that looks at strange phenomenon. The new reality series is called The Osbournes Want to Believe. The premise is Jack explaining paranormal phenomenon to his parents. Take a listen. How much of the paranormal do you guys believe in? I'm one of these people who see it or believe it, but I, I, don't, I don't totally believe it, but then again, I don't totally not believe it. The show premieres on the Travel Channel. This is the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. This is Jason Lindgren from Crow 777 Radio, and you can hear us 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Saturday night here on The Fringe FM. Have you ever wanted to dream about being a character in your favorite video game or movie? Would you like to dream your fantasy with all five senses in detail and remember everything? It's time to bring the dream in mind back online. Introducing Dreaming for Gamers from Ian Wilson. Dreaming for Gamers will teach you how to program your dreams to dream what you want from any video game, movie, or source material that you choose. The courses help rehabilitate the dreaming mind out of atrophy so you can remember your dreams, taste, touch, smell, see, and hear, as well as be self-aware and take complete control over the dream state like Neo in the Matrix. You can't catch COVID in a dream, but you can wake up with a happy ending. Type in the fringe.fm forward slash dreamplay and sign up today to get dreaming now. That's the fringe.fm forward slash dreamplay or click the banner at the fringe.fm today and take the seven day dream challenge for free while it lasts.
Hey, this is Macon, and you're listening to Lighting the Void with Joe Root. Lighting the Void on The Fringe FM. TheFringe.fm is the network website. If you'd like to contact us, type in that word contact and send it to at lightingthevoid.com. I'm Ryan Gable, filling in for Joe Roop tonight, although Joe is still with us. He's out of studio, but he's on the line. I host the secret teachings right here on the fringe after lighting the void. If you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rd, Romeo Delta, G-A-B-L-E at yahoo.com. Don't forget about the Fringe FM application now in the Google Play Store, the Apple Store, and for, hurts me to say this, Joe, but Alexa, I really don't like Alexa, but it's there. For those of you who like it, it's there, Alexa, Google Play, and Apple, the Fringe FM app. It's really cool because you can take that app and you can utilize it to send us pretty much whatever you want to send us, little audio clips, shout outs. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Fringe FM app. And we had Yoichi Utebi on the show tonight talking about the Twice Born Movie, twicebornmovie.com, Yoichi Utebi, who's very nice to talk to. And I'm really happy to be hosting Lighting the Void tonight. This is the first time that I've officially hosted another radio show. One time I did it with uh, with a show that shall not be named, but it's the first time I've done a big show like this in somebody else's studio. What I'm hoping, Joe, is that this won't be like Coast to Coast where John B. Wells hosts and he does so well that they get <laughs> upset that they fire him. You're not going to fire me for doing good, are you? Dude, I'll never fire you, man. That will never happen. <laughs> That's a verbal contract. Everybody heard that. A verbal contract right there. All right. So even if I'm better. I will quit even before if I'm I better. fire you. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Joe, he's on the line with us. There he is, Joe Roop. Don't get afraid. It's not the secret teachings yet. It's lighting the void. Joe, what do you want to talk about in this next segment? It's your show, buddy. <clears throat> no, I think, I think... You know, it may sound like a cliche message that Yoetchi's talking about. You know, um, in the spiritual community, we hear a lot about um, finding your spiritual purpose and being a love and light in a in a dark world. And you know, sometimes we've even mocked that, right? Like we've even talked about the love and lighters and things like that. But we mock it all the time. What I really wanted to, yeah. But what I really wanted to say is. Now is really the time when we do need those people. You know, we don't need, uh, I'm not saying we need to negate any facts or logic, of course, but we, uh, we are in a shortage of people, especially in the media and especially um, what we see on our TVs and Facebook and Twitter, everything, you name it. We're in a shortage of people that are out actually trying to change things for the good. 
And so those people now are more important than anything because just like individuals get character tested, so I believe so do societies and so do groups of people and so does humanity. Um, because I don't believe, and this is just my belief, that we're all specifically just individuals growing our souls. I also believe that we're kind of like clusters that grow too. We all have our soul families and our tribes and countries and even humanities and you know species that we belong to that have to grow together as well. And right now, I think that just, you know, Art Bell used to call it the quickening, but he passed away. And I think that quickening is actually happening. And uh, we're being asked to change. And a lot of people are being pushed to change in whatever way they need to. I mean, I could definitely say that for myself. And you and I have had personal conversations. I know you're going through some pretty big changes. You know, like you already found your calling, right? But it's like, that doesn't mean there still isn't a spiritual growth that's happening for you. So we always I think have, everybody has their own path. Yeah, I think that's an over and an understatement. Of course, we all have our own paths. We all have our own experiences. And nature is cyclical. Our life is cyclical every day, every week, every month, every year, every decade, every century, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Recognizing those patterns and working along with those patterns and with those cycles is what witches, pagans, other earth-based religions really try to do. It's what magicians do. It's what you do, Joe. It's what others do. You understand the planets. Mm -hmm. You understand the times of day, the spirits, the energies. And when we understand that, on one level, we call that magic and the so-called supernatural or the supranatural. On the other end, we kind of call it the new age where we're becoming aware of this new age that we're coming into. But I think, Joe, we need to, and I'm not saying right now, but generally speaking as individuals, we need to kind of define in our head what words mean before we just accept them as being something that we want to be a part of. Like if someone tells you that they're a loving individual, well, great. You might be a loving individual. Yoichi sounds like a very loving individual, but if someone's actions speak differently than their words, then clearly they might not be such a loving individual, even if they wear a t-shirt that says, I believe in love and light and equality and justice. What are you doing? If you're doing something that doesn't support those things, then you're not really someone that supports love, light, and justice. And I don't need to wear a t-shirt that says love, light, and justice in order to support those things and to signal to other people that I'm a good person. When somebody does that, Joe, I think that they're narcissistic and psychopathic. That's my opinion. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I would kind of agree, but at the same time, I kind of agree with Carl Jung on this one. There isn't an individual walking the face of the earth that isn't narcissistic or a bit psychopathic. We all carry narcissistic tendencies. We all look down on the world from our little tower and believe that we're doing the right thing and everybody else isn't mm -hmm. in some kind of way. And Carl Jung wrote a very long book on how to deal with that type of mentality that every individual walking the face of the earth has. So it doesn't matter if you may, some people may be more logical. Some people may look down on the earth that way. Some people may be more emotional. Some people may be more scientific. Some people may be a blend of everything and they just don't understand why nobody sees things their way. But love 
doesn't have to be the same thing for everyone. Matter of fact, I think if we start putting, I think if we start defining love that way, then we really start putting barriers around something that we don't even understand to begin with. It's, I don't, you know, spending a lot of time in nursing homes and around the elderly, I can tell you that before a lot of these people go, most of them not even sure they were ever loved to begin with. And then some of them are very sure about who and what they loved. And they were some of the simplest things that they loved and adored in their life. And it's kind of funny that talking to a bunch of old people, you know, before they pass away, all have these different points of views, but there are some common things that they carry. And a lot of it is to let go of a lot of things that we think are just so freaking diabolical important when really we're, they're really not. They're really not. My dad used to say it like the redneck way, right? Like, don't sweat the small stuff, and it's all small stuff. That sounds very passive when you hear that, but it doesn't, if you think of it logically. But what it really means is pick your battles and don't let everything in the world get to you. Because you only got so much energy to go around and only so much love to give. Because you have to learn to love yourself, too. And this is the whole spiritual walk. It reminds me of that Florence Welsh song or Florence and the Machine, the dog days of summer, leave all your love and your longing behind. You can't take it with you. You can't carry it with you if you want to survive. The horses are coming, so you better run. So what is everybody doing really, right? So everybody's really like, you know, what are they really, really trying to hold on to? You know, there's a tarot card that you can look at. It's called the Four of Pentacles. And in the Rider Waite deck, you'll see a man sitting in a chair, and he's got his feet on a couple of pentacles, two of them, and he's holding one real tight, and there's another one. Holding on to whatever foundation he believes that he has to hold on to until death, and he isn't even realizing that when he dies, he's not going to take any of that with him anyways. So that's another thing that we have to realize is we're not here to take We're here to experience, and we're here to give experience. Well, that's That's all this is about. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, that's all this is about, really. That's that's where I'm at because we're here to experience these connections that we have with each other and these connections that we have with this earth and grow through those bad things that I believe he was talking about, where we get mad at the universe and mad at everything and conflicted. And we don't realize that our soul is trying to grow. And you can't grow without those types of things. And it kind of sucks, right? So if, if you look at a plant, what does it need? It needs water. It needs light. It needs a little love. And even that, what's that guy that did that uh, experiment where he was talking to the different, you know, stuff in the jars? And uh, I think it was crystals or something. Master Yimoto. Master Yimoto. Yeah. So... You, so you see that everything in nature needs a little bit of balance of all of it. And it's like, and then it just dies and rebirths again. You got to like, look at it as that, as it's just an experience. Yeah. So well, what are you going to do with it while you're here? Oh, see, that's the cool thing I mentioned earlier, Sleeping Beauty. That story. I love that story of Sleeping Beauty because it speaks to those physical death and physical births, the lesser birth and the greater birth. 
the being born again, which is also represented in the Gothic cathedrals like Notre Dame, Our Lady. But you also see that in movies like Harry Potter, which are derived from the books. And I always used to say to people that liked Harry Potter, I was like, man, J.K. Rowling was initiated into something. And they'd be like, what do you mean? Yeah. I said, well, you don't just come up with an idea that when Harry and Ron right. fall into the devil's snare, that the only way to get out of the devil's trap is to stop fighting it, go with the flow. And what truly allows them to be free when they stop fighting is Hermione comes in, she waves her wand, and she lights the void. And then they slip out of the devil's snare. And what do they find at the end? They find the philosopher's stone. I mean, that's all in Harry Potter. Now, nah, now nah, she just wrote that on a napkin. Man, you guys. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, yeah, you, she was initiated. You, so you, so, so a lot of the initiation stuff I think we go through that inner battle that we can't stand, or that we smite the universe, or that we are so pissed off about those sufferings that we believe that are being done to us by something else that's not fair or is trying to victimize us is actually us trying to sprout and germinate like our soul. You know, when you grow a plant, the hardest part about growing a plant is the seed and the germination process. And once that sucker starts to germinate, then all you got to do is, you know, just feed and water it. But that moment in time is that germination, that second, that, that birth is hard. And it takes a lot of, um, perseverance and a lot of inner strength and but once it's done it's kind of like uh people like people don't believe in uh a lot of people don't believe in happiness anymore because they grew up around a lot of misery and all they see is misery and all they experience is misery but the truth is the magical truth of it is it's what they're focused on it's what they're focused on if they change their focus and their perspective, they would see a lot more happiness. <clears throat> they would see a lot more love. When you're looking for love and when you're looking for happiness and when you actually know that it's there, your mind switches to that focus and you can see those things even in dark places. But if all you're focused on is the darkness, that's all you're going to see. We can see those things, and I think it also matters how we physically feel because emotions can make us have physical reactions, of course. And then if we change our perspective and see things differently, like you're saying, that can also affect the physical body as well, both subconsciously and consciously. Right. Right. Yeah. So like in hermetics, that's what they teach you magic, whatever you want to call it about the elements. So, you know, your, your emotions kind of correspond with water, but it also corresponds to the astral plane which in the dream world, which is directly tied to your emotions, which is the the moon, you know. And then, you know, you have the intellect, which corresponds with air. That's your mind. You have the physical body, obviously, and financial things and health and wealth and sex and all that. That's the, that's the you know, the pinnacle. Anyways, what I'm saying is, is like, you have to learn how to balance all of these things and feed these things properly, not just to yourself, but to others. This is what alchemy is all about. It's not just the taking of energy or, or not understanding why you're not getting the energy that you want. It's about giving energy and taking energy in these ways in a balanced way so that you can grow spiritually, not just emotionally or, uh, you know, uh, psychologically or just your body. 
So we're all kind of out of whack or out of balance in one way or the other. But that's what causes us to grow. That's that's what it's all about. It's kind of like the game, so to speak. Well, that's the that's what Yoji was talking about with the middle path, the middle path of the Buddha, the middle path of the Christ, the two pillars yeah. of contradiction, Jesus crucified between the two thieves. Manly Hall explained that the two pillars represented as two thieves that Jesus was crucified in between. They represent pillars, what he calls contradiction, or the thieves that steal and create imbalance in our perception. And if you're able to view things from that middle path, like the High Priestess Tarot card, there's an X that marks the spot where you find the secret written on the scroll. The secret is that balance and that harmony. That's what the Pythagoreans called God. They called it harmony. They represented it with music, with sound. That was God, balance. Mm -hmm. I see where the problem is, I think, that happens is when when initiated people start to understand these things, then we get real idealistic. And then we get in our tower. And this is what happens to a lot of magicians, especially if you study magicians all the way back to the Renaissance, from Crowley all the way back to John D. Not all magicians, but a lot of them, they get... Um, they get real big-headed, which is what Israel Regardi warned about. It's called megalomania. And then they start seeing themselves as above everybody else because they understand all of this stuff that nobody else does. And they, what they're really doing, though, is they're focusing their energy on the darkness again, and they're not growing. When you get to that point in your life, I think the biggest message he was trying to, to give us on the show today so when you get to that point in your life, it's good to spread messages. It's good to uh, inspire and set examples. Um, but you also got to watch your step, too. You got to do introspection daily. And the mystic Doskalos from the researchers of truth, uh, from, uh, Dr. Stylianos Tetelis, if you read his books, that was the one thing that like, he insisted on all his students to do every day was at the end of the day, before you lay your head down and go to sleep, you have to go over that day in your head. And you don't judge yourself like you would from a father point of view, but you just kind of evaluate yourself. Am I growing? Am I being balanced? Was I balanced towards other people? Did I give and take my energy in a balanced way? Did I make somebody today feel loved? Do I feel loved today? Those kinds of things. And if I didn't, then tomorrow I'm going to do better. And slowly, if you keep doing that, you'll notice that all those little bitty things that used to get under your skin and used to piss you off, somehow or another they just fade away because you're focused on the bigger picture. They fade into the void. They fade into the void. Right? They fade into yeah. black. Right? Well, yeah, listen so when you say... A person that's like has a shirt on that says I'm a loving person. Well, essentially what it. they're doing is asking for love. That's what virtue signaling is all about. Oh, cer certainly yeah, it so. It's funny to laugh at and everything, but they're asking for love. But it doesn't mean they're not a loving person. They could be liars and thieves, but it doesn't mean they don't have love in their heart. You know, you just yeah. got to kind of yeah. like see it for what it is. Yeah, certainly. I mean, we can go into the physical explanations and expressions of that, and we can go into the spiritual 
explanations and expressions of that. But that's something we'll save for the secret teachings, not lighting the void. Although I wanted to share something with you, Joe. I looked at your bookshelf here and I pulled out my book, Occult Arcana. Well, did you just tell me what I can and can't talk about? Well, for time's, for time's sake, man, I don't think we have time to get into it. That's like a 30-minute talk for you and a 30-minute. We don't have time for that. If you want to, we can. You know, we can do it on Lighting the Void and the Secret Teachers now. Come on. We can do that. We absolutely can. Well, let me, hey, let me ask you this real quick. And we are in a way right now, aren't we? We are in a way, yeah, absolutely. We definitely are. No, we definitely yeah. are. I know. This is different for me too, man. What do it you really mean? Is. Being a co-host slash host? Like I've never, yeah, man, I've never like let, I don't think anybody's, I don't know. I don't think anybody's ever hosted my show before. No, I feel honored. So. And all I was saying was that I was trying to, was trying to seemingly transition with a segue into something. Yeah, I dude, wanted I know. I'm just playing you. with you. <laughs> no, I know that you I'm are. I know at that you, brother. Are. I know that you are. Um, oh, interesting in the chat room on Discord, the Fringe FM official chat room, we're talking about Hermione from Harry Potter and her last name and how it may be derived from Urbane Grandier, who made that deal with Satan and Lucifer and uh, Asmodeus and the other demons. But I remember that Eliphas talked about a female magician with the same name as Hermione. So once again, like J.K. Rowling didn't like, hey, uh, here's a napkin. Let me write down this cool name. Like she got it from somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> um, here, yeah. Here's what I was do going to. Do you think to... though, do you think people like, but but real quick, do you think people like yeah. uh, consciously do that or if it just comes through them subconsciously sometimes? You mean in terms of figuring those things out, like having that information? Yeah, the character names, all that stuff, yeah. Dude, I really think that when you think when you think of Harry Potter and you think of some of these other big movies, like you think about even TV shows like uh, The X Files, like you, you know, Chris Carter was given a lot of that information, just like Black Mirror, the producers, directors, writers, they were given a lot of that information. Even for Star Trek, they were given that information. Uh, for Star Wars, George Lucas, they were got for Black Mirror too. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. They had the um, Boston Dynamics dogs. They were in the new X Files and in the Metalhead episode of Black Mirror about six months to a year. I followed it on on the Secret Teachings. I did a couple of shows on it. They had it like Probably six then. months to a year before MIT even announced that they had the dogs. So that information was Probably placed then. into the TV shows. Yeah. But but what I think what happens is, and I was actually talking to my friend Jack earlier today about this. He was asking me about Alan Watts. And Alan was influenced by Taoism and Buddhism and other things born in the early 20th mm -hmm. century. And he was saying, how did he get all this information? And I said, well, people ask me that. How do you get all this information? And I said, I just read books. And I yeah, think, so we ask that about Manly P. Hall all the time. Yeah. Right. I think he accumulated information. But I, I, well, the point I'm getting at here is that they accumulate it by one means or another, but sometimes I think it does come through you when you get into these subjects, when you get into these topics. And sometimes I think there are really still today, you can call them secret societies or secret orders, Rosicrucians, whatever you want to call them. There are different names, different groups that have information that is so powerful that it's well-preserved. And I think they allow certain people that are trusted or that are brought in and initiated to disseminate it in a way that is entertainment in the same way that Beauty and the Beast and Cinderella and all those stories have preserved those powerful meanings 
to this day, we just think, you know, we have it on VHS in a box somewhere. It's all, it's a Disney movie. That's right. Uh, You're very, dude, you are very, very intuitive right now, actually. Uh, Yeah. When they first started, they came out every 111 years Mm -hmm. and they would put their messages on flyers in that form of media. And every 111 years, they would they go back under, they come back out, and whatever the form of media was, they would, uh, I think it was 100, 111, I forget, but they would put the message back out again, and there's a, there's a big reason for that. There's a balanced reason for that. It's about the prime directive of the natural evolution of the soul. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. You know Pretty what? cool, though. Pretty cool that you see that in everything, though, right? Now you see, because there's so much you media do. now. Yeah. Now you can see it in video games. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I was reading that. Um, I actually remember where I was when I was reading. I was walking down the street on Clinton Avenue here in Rochester, and I was reading Kurt Seligman's the mirror of magic. I would take these long walks and I was reading this book and I was also reading uh, Cornelius Agrippa, Uh, but I was reading the mirror of magic and Agrippa. And um, there was an explanation of that in the Kurt Seligman book, the mirror of magic. He was talking about the Rosicrucian order and the different periods of time for which they would come out and release that information. And so on the subject of uh, philosophy and the subject of magic and all of the topics we've been discussing tonight. I wanted to read you one of the golden sayings, CLXXV. It's actually in my book, Occult Arcana, so I pulled it off your shelf, Joe. This is how I start my book. Never call yourself a philosopher, nor talk much among the unlearned about principles, but do that which follows from them. Thus, at a banquet, do not discuss how people ought to eat, but eat as you ought. Remember that Socrates thus entirely avoided or uh, ostentation. Men would come to him desiring to be recommended to philosophers, and he would conduct them thither himself, so well did the bear being overlooked. Accordingly, if any talk concerning principles should arise among the unlearned, be you, for the most part, silent, for you run great risk of spewing up what you have ill-digested. And when a man tells you that you know nothing and you are not nettled at it, then you may be sure that you have begun the work. I'm Ryan Gable. Joe Roop is with us as well. I'm filling in the main studio for Joe tonight. This is Lighting the Void on the Fringe FM. The Fringe.FM is the network website. Check out the Fringe FM app, Android Apple, and Alexa. Contact at lightingthevoid.com, rdgable at yahoo.com. More Lighting the Void, more LTV right after this. And then TST, the secret teachings on the Fringe FM. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us more after this.
Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Fair Abnormal News, I'm Brad Bernards. We all know and love our moon. It's been Earth's constant companion for billions of years. ScienceAlert.com reports that every now and again, a smaller object gets temporarily captured in our planet's orbit, hanging around for a short period of time, a few months or years, before being flung out back into space. Here's Dr. Gordon Osinski of Western University. I think, you know, what's piqued people's interest and and definitely my interest is, you know, the possibility that this might be, you know, a human-made object that was launched. That's courtesy Global News. We call these objects mini-moons, and while we have made a few tentative detections of such temporarily captured asteroids, only two have ever been confirmed. Now astronomers have spotted a new object. Projections have an object arriving this month and hanging around until next May, when it will depart for environs elsewhere. Everyone talks about the weather, the saying goes, but nobody does anything about it. A group of 7,500 citizen scientists and a team of researchers at the University of Reading in England decided to change that as long as one extends the nature of weather into space, specifically the sun. The first major result of their labor is documented in a study published recently in the journal AGU Advances. According to a report in Inverse.com, coronal mass ejections aren't part of Earth's weather, but they can affect us and our space-dwelling satellites all the same. Coronal mass ejections can be cosmic blobs of destruction. They can, at their worst, wreak havoc on the electronics within satellites, pose a threat to astronauts with their radiation, and can disrupt power grids on Earth enough to blow out a city. There's more news at paraabnormalradio.com. I'm Brad Bernards, Paraabnormal News. What do you think would happen if you bring the Fringe FM together with leading voices in the paranormal and unexplained? What if no topic were off limits from cryptids to conspiracies to astrology, psychic abilities, and even ufology? And what would happen if you broadcast this event in crystal clear video? Streaming live around the world and allowing viewers like you to interact with their favorite presenters, then you would have created the monster that is the Fringe Fest 2020. Two nights only, Friday, October 30th, and Saturday, October 31st. For more information and to get your tickets, visit thefringefest.com. That's thefringefest.com. Trick or truth? The only thing scarier is not being there. That's Friday, October 30th, and Saturday, October 31st. Get your tickets now before they sell out at thefringefest.com. You tune into this show at your own risk, because it leads to a state of mind, not a perception it will be, but one that is. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. The analysis offered on this show is objective, removed from the emotional hysteria of the hive mind collective mob of coercive persuasion, the polar divisions in politics and religion, and those that exist in the paranormal, occult, and even in health. By simple observation and common sense, one may decipher the newspeak, doublespeak, and propaganda of ideological collectives intent on persuading the individual to abandon liberty through coercion and fear. 
On this show, we will speak to your heart and soul, opening a channel to spirit. And when you tune into this frequency, you are hearing The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on The Fringe FM, with a full archive at thesecretteachings.info. AncientLifeOil.com. That's AncientLifeOil.com. Are you stressed? I mean, who isn't? Anxiety creeping in? No, not that. Is sleep hard to attain because your brain just won't slow down? We're living in crazy times, and the fear knob has been turned up. Okay, there's an answer. Take a big breath, exhale, and go log on to AncientLifeOil.com. CBD, broad and full-spectrum, organic and non-GMO CBD for you to enjoy. Change your tune from fear to calm, from brain overload to clear thinking. 0.003 THC on full-spectrum and 0% THC on broad-spectrum. Competitive pricing with the best quality. Also know everything is going to get better. No worries. Be happy. CBD can help calm so your nerves don't think they're a six-string electric guitar. Enjoy life, smile, and log on to AncientLifeOil.com for great CBD. That's AncientLifeOil.com. You'll be glad you did. This is the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. If you've been on the internet in the past couple of weeks, you may have seen that life on Venus has been reported. I'm Ryan Gable, filling in for Joe Root tonight on Lightning the Void, LTV, right here on the Fringe FM. Contact at lightingthevoid.com to contact the show, of course. My email, rdgable at yahoo.com. The Fringe FM app, Google Play, Apple, and Alexa. And don't forget, thefringefest.com. Thefringefest.com. Coming up October 30th, Friday and October 31st, Saturday, right here from the Fringe FM, from Linda Godfrey and Karen Dolman to Jordan Maxwell, Clyde Lewis, and Harold Kautz, among others like Guy Winters of the Green Castle Ghost. Joe, we haven't given away any tickets to this tonight. We didn't take calls with Yoichi Utebi tonight, but maybe some listeners could contact us. Contact alightingthevoid.com. First two listeners, two free tickets. What do you think? I think that'll work. We already right. given away tickets, and here's the thing, too. Um, we give away tickets every night on the show till the event. So if you haven't got your email, don't worry, because I have all your names and emails. So before the event happens, you're going to get an email blast, and each one of you that won those tickets, you're going to get those passes. Um, and we're going to be giving away free stuff, too, uh, other than that. So it's worth it to you because, like, once we announce the entire um, – role because we're still adding speakers we're adding performers uh, you're going to want to show up for halloween at, for 15 dollars, you get the whole weekend and it's like you don't have to stay there the whole weekend plus you also get a recording of it too so you get a lot with that ticket you're going to get a video recording of it yeah it's only 15 bucks go ahead it's 15 bucks and, and the reason why we're even charging for it is because of the how much it costs uh, to have a thousand seats because the seats are limited uh, on the Zoom servers is quite expensive. To have all of that video done, edited, and stored is quite expensive, and it's also going to help grow the Fringe FM as well. So, yeah, it's um, pretty moderate compared to a lot of conferences out there. And then hopefully we'll get down the road and we'll be able to do bigger things and 
you know, we tried to make it as, as modest as we can. And once the speakers are done speaking, we'll go to another video room and we'll have uh, the ability for people to yeah. ask questions as well. Yeah, you have the option to purchase an extended breakout room pass where you can actually get one-on-one -on -one with some of these speakers yourself. So if you ever wanted to talk to any of these guys like Jordan Maxwell or Clyde or anybody, and you want to ask them your own questions personally, you're going to have that option too. I mean, think about 15 bucks. It's like a pack of cigarettes in New York. 15 yeah. bucks. And you get yeah. access well, to the Yeah, weekend. right. <laughs> that, you know something? I remember since leaving New York and drove down here, and as soon as I got, it took me a minute to get to Tennessee. Yeah. But it's like it was $3 a gallon in gas and $12 for a pack of cigarettes. You get to Tennessee, that's $1.85 for a gallon of gas and $6 for a pack of cigarettes. You start thinking, this is what our tax dollars do, right? So every time we get new fancy stuff for the state or city, you know, every all the prices and all the cool stuff go up. Alcohol, oh, cigarettes, and you got to go to a reservation to get any cheap stuff. Or, you know. Well, I mean, when you're funding anyway. massive riots in the city, uh, you got to raise taxes on everybody <laughs> yeah, else. That stuff gets expensive. It gets expensive, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, That's so, great. I mean, like, if you call in tonight, 1-800-588-0335, you get a pair of tickets, too. Not just one, but two, so you bring tickets. somebody with you. Otherwise, I, hope, I can't wait to see all your faces there, too, or hear your voices. I don't know. We're not going to be able to see everybody's faces, but to, but to get to hang out with all of you guys, like, it's going to be more intimate than the radio thing. Yeah. So that'll be fun. And it's Halloween, man. Halloween's my favorite. It's like my favorite thing ever. You like you like so, a little Sam Hain, yeah. Salwin. Hell yeah! You like a little Salwin, yeah. I like the whole nostalgia of Halloween. You know, it's um, I, I, it's hard to explain. There's so much I like about it, but I think part of it is because I've integrated my dark side a little bit, and it it lets us we get to run our freak, you know, run that or fly that, run it, fly that freak flag a little bit, dress up, have a little fun, scare off the dead. And then be nice to the kids and let them have a little fun and give them candy. And I really hope, I really hope that all of you guys keep that tradition going. And no matter what the COVID stuff is, still turn your porch light on and still offer those children something. Listen, if you're scared your of COVID, whatever's in that candy is way worse than COVID. All right. You'd be better way off than COVID, getting right? COVID. Yeah. I'm not talking about HFCS. Okay? Yeah. I'm not talking about high fructose corn stuff. All right, we get do have jack o' lanterns out. Get stencils. Let's do <laughs> yes. it. Yes. Hey, do an LT. How about an LTV pumpkin or a TST pumpkin? That would be really cool. There you go. And by the way, I'm looking for a new logo. Uh, I'm looking for like a, a a cross of Lorraine, a double barred cross with like an S on it. TST. Yeah, so if anybody can design drop that. that picture in the chat and let people start drawing it for you yeah if anybody wants to draw this we'll up, use it come up double bar cross and then s the s is the serpent so tst i feel like uh what is that a little wayne song i walk around like i got an s on my chest so i want that and i want like mm -hmm. security when i go to a conference i want to have secret service and they're going to be the big ss's i'm thinking about doing lightning <laughs> bolts i don't know lightning bolts sound kind of cool yeah. ss i don't know we have a caller though on the line Want to take this call, Joe? Hell yeah, take it. All right, let's do it. My first call on Lighting the Void. 
You are on Lighting the Void. How you doing? Where are you calling from? What's your name? Hey, Ryan. Hey, Joe. This is Eyes Open from New Orleans. Howdy. What's up, Dre? <laughs> hey, what's up, man? Did you, so you haven't won tickets yet, right? So you no, got tickets now. You got a pair of tickets. That's awesome. Right on. Pair of tickets. Pair of tickets. Mm-hmm. I'm stiff. Thank you so much, guys. You got Fun it. show tonight. Yeah, what do you you got? What do you got to chime in on? I know you want to say something. I know you always get cool oh. stuff to say. <laughs> um, I I honestly was uh, calling in for the tickets because I've been meaning to to go to the Hell website. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, seriously, because um, I was going to ask you about um, if you had all the slots filled because I've been doing a lot of research into um, ritual tattooing and the sacred uh, origins of it. But um, it looks like y'all have the whole lineup set. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you want to, we might could work something like that, and it just depends. Uh, once we have a few more people to contact, but you never know. One of them might not be able to do it. We got, well, I don't know. I don't want to get too into the details of it, but we'll keep it out there for sure. Cool, cool. Yeah, it's been pretty fascinating. Um, like around the world, just how uh, how common tattooing was like across cultures and how similar they were in their techniques and the spiritual reasons that they would go about it. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing, really. Yeah. Like, um, uh, you're talking about like the Aboriginal and native stuff that, that, that yeah. tradition of tattooing. Yeah. Yeah. Stretching from like yeah, Alaska. They, they get old like school with it, man. They get down with the pain. <laughs> oh hell yeah, dude! Like some of the some of the techniques are are insane. One lady that's still doing it at uh, I think she's like in her eighties or nineties. No, she's in her nineties now. She uses the thorns off of a lemon tree to apply the tattoo. Oh, that's cool. Like still, yeah, it's cool, but painful as hell, man. It's insane. Another one where they sew well, in if- the tattoo in your skin, like they sew yeah. it with like a. Uh, some barbaric needle and thread. It's crazy. We, I did a sh- I did a whole show on tattoos one time. We looked at the downsides, the benefits, if you will, and we looked at the different kinds of tattoos, the history of tattooing, the ritual tattooing. Very interesting art and a very interesting history for sure. I didn't know. Where that, do you um if while so while we got you on the air here, where if where can people come get a tattoo from you at? Uh, right now with the pandemic going on, like shops aren't really operating as they usually do. So I've been doing private appointments, like just one-on-one because sitting next to, uh, someone that has had the virus makes me a little bit nervous just because of the long-term side effects that they're still determining. So it's really, um, you can go to my Facebook and just send me a message and we can work out the details, um, at Facebook, uh, Dre, D apostrophe A-R-T is my uh, professional page. Awesome. All right. We're well, going to take on the tickets. Yep. Two tickets coming to you. A pair of tickets. We have another call. Have a good night. We have another call on Thanks, the line guys. with I- us. We are looking at a four, are speaking with? 414 area code. What's your name? Where are you calling from? You're on Lighting the Void. Hey, what's up, Ryan? It's, it's Dave Barsky. How's it going, buddy? Hey, Dave. It's going good. How, how's the show sound tonight? Good. It sounds great. Sounds fantastic. Levels sound lovely. Excellent. Excellent. Just want to make sure my boss heard. As usual. Yeah. Where's Dave calling from? I'm calling from uh, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, just south. All right. 
How's oh. Milwaukee? <laughs> Not rioting tonight, apparently. So. Not rioting. Oh, I must have taken Not the rioting. night off. It's Monday. Apparently. Yeah, it is Monday. They took it a three-day weekend, maybe. True. Who knows? Who knows? Was it a Columbus Day? <laughs> well, that's right. Today was Columbus oh, Day. Yeah, so they probably was ripped it? down some Columbus. Yeah. It is. They ripped down some Columbus statues, probably. Oh, wait, no. It's, it's well, indigenous you, people. Have you seen that show? Uh, you seen you seen that show Yellowstone? Maybe I'm probably not, but it's, it's a pretty famous show. One of the Native uh, Americans were as a professor in that. Uh, it's in that show and the, the whole damn show is about it's kind of like game of thrones but for ranchers but anyways the the girl has started reading from christopher columbus's journal and it was kind of funny to hear what he was saying he was saying that these natives are so uh barbaric and so ignorant savages, this was yeah. in his journal and the other savages that they're cutting their own they're cutting their hands on our swords we can turn these people into slaves fast and make make hard of him or something like that. Yeah, see, he was all about it. He's like, man, I'm picking you know everybody into slaves. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty yeah, crazy. But, but Christopher crazy. Columbus was sent on a mission, though, and although that was one of the primary ideological views of most of the world at that time, much, much later that worldview changed, and after the American Revolution, those ideas changed. And a lot of the problems we have today are not a result of those old world uh, or the new world problems. They're a result Culturally of the old relative, world problems. Yes. Right, and you know, what she, you know what she said at the end of her speech after she was reading that? What's that? She wasn't getting polar and taking sides. She said that because of our past and because of where we are now and because of the things like the media, that each and every one of us, are subjugated to this. It doesn't matter who you are or your creed yeah. or background. And they We're like, all subjugated oh, to this now. Oh, Columbus came and he enslaved the Arawak. Let me explain something to you, okay? In Somalia today, black people trade black people. Let me explain something to you. In China today, they have slave <laughs> camps where most of the people that tonight Muslims. there, yeah, most of the people tonight there where you are, uh, they're not rioting, but when they are rioting, they do it in Nikes. And with iPhones yeah, exactly. that are made in <laughs> slave factories. All right. So anyway, with, uh, do, you any, do you have anything else to add? With 3D there? cameras. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I do. got a little bit of food for thought with what Joe just brought up there. Yeah, it's shoot. funny to think like uh, when you think back on like that time when Columbus supposedly arrived and all this and the, they were savages. This and the other her writing. Yeah, they yeah. practically grabbed our swords. I find it hard to believe that these indigenous people here weren't somewhat relatively familiar with the uh, the Aztecs, and you know what I'm saying down in that down in Mexico. Hyper there, advanced. There's, there's connections all over. So yeah. So the point well, is, like, probably, how did all those people probably looked at Christopher well, they, Columbus and said, "What in the hell has he got on his head?" They probably laughed at him too. They probably exactly. You know, but think about it though, like idiot, all the know? blood, all the bloodletting though from the you know the Incan. You know what I'm saying, like. All the the how ultra violent that culture was apparently so it's, it's, that's how it's written. Um, it's crazy to think that right. they would just oh they're they're so stupid they're just grabbing our swords and just cutting them you know what I mean they're so you know Bar barbarian propaganda is what it sounds like exactly. Agit <laughs> prop. If you watch like uh, Mel Gibson's Apocalypto, it shows you, yeah, that are you violence. They, are you thinking that? But, wait wait wait. Are you saying they? They added to his journal for propaganda reasons. Oh, 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because there's no way they didn't know how to fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way they just. Do these, I can't, saying I can't there's no way they saw a sword. Looking before? back on history, so do these people ran yeah, through the, the forest really with no shoes on? Okay, I'm pretty sure they understood how to handle themselves in hand-to-hand combat, Thank even you. if it was a little different. They can, they can fight. They can fight, and there's a reason yeah, they hate maybe it. Maybe it was you know all made like, up, right? It, dude, it doesn't add up. None of it adds up. You really compare. Yeah, it's, yeah, and that's more propaganda when these, people, these younger people watch this and what have you and think it's historically accurate. It's totally painting the, the, the most ass, you know, bass backwards picture, and it's just it's, it further perpetuates and propagates the, the not you know the lie. It just carries the lie, and then you know who can you? There's no one one person. No, blame, no one. Blah blah blah. Don't solve a damn thing. Exactly. It really it makes everything just that much thicker. It's yeah. meant to use the past to distort the present and therefore control the future. That's what exactly. it is. Exactly. It's, yep. It's a Yep. I mean, that's Completely. why the Centers for Disease Control says if you go to our website and you read the statistics, that is white supremacy. That's Nazism. White men are not <laughs> washing their hands. The CDC says white men are not washing their hands. That's causing black people to get sick. That's an official CDC report that just came out. And Forbes magazine is saying oh, that like, English spreads the virus. You know why they're going after white men who speak English? Because white men who speak English set a new paradigm in the world and destroyed the old world, which had monarchs and slaves and closed oppressed societies. And a small number of people, well, including powerful that's women, changed hey, all listen, that. Though. Listen, 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 listen. Uh, that's why when we talk when we talk about stuff here on lighting the void, we don't give a damn what people say. We really don't. We can't. Can't. We're not. We're here to try to like. We're here to explore consciousness on this show. We're not here to pick fights or give a shit what people are saying. I think it's interesting, Joe, because like, with you. if you make an observation, people might interpret that as being negative, or they might interpret that as you picking well, a they fight. They definitely do. But you just make an observation. It's like, well, what's that supposed to mean? It doesn't mean anything, buddy. It's just an observation. You Calm go, down. Yeah, it's if, like a, that reaction. Yeah, if you want to go further than that, yeah, then, people, yeah. people, people do get people do get like all bent out of shape, though, man. So I know, you know, know, that's that's kind of what Utebi was talking about. He's like, you have to actually try to understand where someone else is coming from, even though they might be ignorant to you. Sure. Yeah, you still have to try to yep. understand where they're coming from because they're a human, and no, they're not better than you in any kind of way, and you're not it's, better than them. It's the same principle as like when you're teaching a class, you have to teach to, to the slowest student in the room. It's whatever, you know what I'm saying? That's Otherwise, right. it's, it's essentially you got to get down on everybody's level, not because you exactly. have to, because it's your job, but because you should in your heart. Right, and it's not like you're this white belt. It, you got can look at it like this, like in different you know, degrees of, of, you know, Kung Fu, karate, Taekwondo, whatever, um, white belt, black belt, you know what I'm saying? Like you, there's degrees yeah. here, whether we want to talk about the it white belts are always I mean, the ones really, that end up breaking your arm. too. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Cause they don't know. Yep. They don't know how to have a bit of mercy. Well, they I, come in too severe, yeah. but a, we won't go out middle pillar. Thanks for your call, Dave. We got to wrap sure. this thing up. Yeah. I was just about, I was just thanks, about to Dave. bring it down. Just about to bring it down. Dave, thank you for calling. Have a great night, guys. All right, you too. Bye-bye. All right, Joe, we've got just a a few here left. Anything else to add? 
No, just that's it. Just, you know, like be, be careful about what gets you all wrapped up out there. Cause I think, I think another thing too, is, um, just, just being, not just being aware of, um, how we are like to people, but I think this whole point of the, his show is trying to, you have to actually really try to put yourself in someone else's shoes, even if you don't agree with them, or even if you think they're hurting you and they, even if they are hurting you and try to see where their pain is coming from. Yeah. And then if you can help them and be that kind of love and light in their life, you can try, but at least you tried, you know, because the other way don't work. The conflict, the throwing swords and knives and all this stuff back at them, it never works. It only makes things worse. And it doesn't matter who's wrong or right. It still just makes it worse. Yeah. And so I think like, in a world of debate and all this other stuff, like sometimes you just need to give somebody a hug, like Lebowski says, you know? <laughs> I'll tell you what, just though. Just be the dude sometimes. <laughs> I finally watched that with you. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, when you think about that. You liked that, it too, didn't you? Yeah, well, I love, I love John Goodman. I love John, that alien movie he was in was really interesting. But when you think about yeah. what you just said, Joe, I feel like, look, I'm just making an observation um, I like to quote my friend Kev Baker. He says, I provide, you decide. And I add on to that. If you interpret anything I'm saying as implicating, that's your problem. That's not my problem. I'm just making an observation. That's what we do on The Secret Teachings, and that's what I do when I come on Delighting the Void. Joe, thanks for letting me host tonight. I know it helps you out, but I appreciate it. Yeah, man, yeah. And, like, I try not to do on Lighting the Void the I thing. I want to. I try to do the you thing. The you thing. Well, that's I think what, that's where the void is. Yeah, I want to know what you really feel, Ryan. I think you and now in, I know you invested a lot of trust in me tonight, and I think I did a pretty good job. And I think you that good, dude. You think so? Hell yeah, man! Like as far as like hitting the buttons and everything goes, you did damn good. Cause that's what you was worried about. I was, and you did it I perfect. Was. All right, well, lighting the void, LTV. I'm Ryan Gable filling in for Joe Root, but he's right here on the Fringe FM. There goes Joe. Here goes myself. We're going into the secret teachings. I've got Mike D coming up right after this.